have a great show for you today. I have a guest who will be joining us. But first, I want to tell you about We the People of Cape Girardeau County. I want you to visit wethepeopleofmissouri.com or if you love freedom, if you love the constitution, if you're interested in how to be prepared on the local level to have an impact, if you're interested in guests who inform and inspire you, we the people of Cape Girardeau County is the place for you. Check it out Tuesdays at 5 p.m. at Delmonico's in Jackson, Missouri. All you local folks, five o'clock on Tuesdays, at Delmonico's in Jackson. The next meeting is August 29th. The guest is Stacy Shore. The subject, Programming American Children One iPad at a Time. We the people of Missouri.org, and you may email them at wtpcapecountymo at gmail.com. I also want to remind you of the new search engine that eliminates search engine bias. Here's a message from Luxel. You know, there are other options out there for your search engine. It's time to make the switch to Luxel, a search engine without bias, one that improves your access to information and puts you in control. Check out Luxel, that's L-U-X-X-L-E, today and see how much better your searches can be. And now, let's bring in our guest. Pia Cordeaux, welcome back to the Adrian Ross Show. You were just here a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about the Supreme Court's decision concerning affirmative action in higher education. Now, I had no plans to have you back so soon, but um, but I believe, uh, you know, some circumstances weren't that, and you are my education expert there in Florida teaching. And so um, I'm so I'm glad that you're willing to come back and talk to us about some things going on in the Florida education system. So welcome, Kia. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Always a pleasure to be on the Adrian Ross show. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, well, I, you know, I just shared a couple of weekends ago, a couple of weeks ago, your bio. So I won't go over the whole thing, but so that the audience know something about you, would you please tell us where you teach, what you teach, and how long you've been teaching? Okay, so I'm going into my 22nd year of teaching, and I've taught in, I'm currently teaching in South Florida um, at, a Somerset, at a charter school, Somerset Academy, and I teach high school, I teach advanced classes, um, global perspectives, which is one of my favorites, because we really get into what's happening in the world. Um, you know, in our community, in our nation, and in the world. Uh, so that's exciting. But I also teach English and um, have been for obviously a number of years. Um, I have taught in the public sector, public um, private schools, and um, in alternative learning uh, schools in, in Texas, as well as in private schools in um, New York. So got a little bit of flavor, um, you know, Good portion of, of not a good portion of America, but some of the largest uh, school districts that we have in in the nation. So, absolutely. So, uh, as you said, now you're teaching in Florida. I, let me ask you: Do you enjoy teaching in Florida? I love Florida. Um, I love the diversity that we have here. I mean, it's it's 
I have not experienced that though, you know, we had some diversity in New York and of course in Texas, but there's nothing like South Florida. So, you know, as opposed to maybe the Northern parts of Florida um, is a little, the demographic changes a little bit, but South in South Florida, we have people from everywhere, from the islands, um, the Caribbean islands, from Haiti and, and um, South America and Europe, um, uh, wow. the Middle East. I mean, from Africa. I mean, we have people from all over the place and of course transplants within the, within the country. So um, it's really exciting learning like every year I learn something new from the different cultures that, um, that are represented in my classroom. So we really dive in as much as possible, which is why I love to teach, especially these high school kids. Okay, well, great. I'm glad I have someone here who loves to teach. Because as we're going to get into, if we were to believe the current vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, teachers uh, are feeling very threatened and uh, it's like you should be very unhappy with the situation that you find yourself in. But I don't get that from you. So let's just jump in where you were fired up, you know, um, and uh, you were fired up because of Florida State Academic Standards, Social Studies 2023 as related to African-American history, right? And this curriculum delves into slavery, um, 191 references to slavery in these standards, yet it has sparked controversy. And I, I wanna start by reading the portion uh, of those 191 references, that has the vice president uh, uh, riled up and some other people, particularly left-wing people who are uh, have a beef with Florida and have a beef with these standards. So let, let's just listen to this. It says, the floor, it says, um, students should, quote, examine the various duties and trades performed by slaves. Example, agricultural work, painting, carpentry, tailoring, domestic service, blacksmithing, transportation. And then under the benchmark clarifications, it adds that, quote, instruction includes how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Now, with 191 references to slavery, with a beefy curriculum, that I see when I read those standards, this part has caused immense, I don't know, immense uproar, outrage. Right, right. All that because of the part where it says how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Now, I, I want to play now Vice President Harris in Jacksonville because she shot into Florida when these standards came out. And I wanna play a compilation of what she said in a, in a speech of about 23 minutes. And then I wanna get your takeaways from that. Yesterday, I was traveling to, to, to meet with some folks when I heard the news about what happened here. And our team and, and the president, you know, is completely on board with this. We said, we gotta remind the folks of Florida that you're not fighting out here by yourselves. We believe in you. We believe in the people of Florida. And so I decided to, to come and visit with you today. <laughs> so when I think about where we are today and who we are, 
as a community of people within the beauty of the diversity that I see in front of me. I know that there are many things we share in common. And first and foremost, we share in common a deep love of our country and the responsibility we each have then to fight for its ideals. Yeah. That is so critically important on the subject then that gathers us here today. We want to know that we are sending our children out as role models of a democracy who therefore know the importance of speaking and telling truth, the importance of understanding when you are a leader, you must know history. And by the way, be really clear, be really clear. All the folks that we would go out and send our children to go and meet around the world are clear about our history. And we're going to send our own children out to not know what it is. So when I think about what is happening then here in Florida, I am deeply concerned. Because let's be clear, I do believe this is not only about the state of Florida. There is a national agenda afoot. And what is happening here in Florida? Extremists, so-called leaders, for months have dared to ban books, book bans in this year of our Lord, 2023. Extremists here in Florida, pass a law, don't say gay, trying to instill fear in our teachers that they should not live their full life and love who they love. And now, on top of all of that, they want to replace history with lies. Middle school students in Florida to be told that enslaved people benefited from slavery. High schoolers may be taught that victims of violence, of massacres, were also perpetrators. I said it yesterday. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us. And we will not have it. And we will not have it. Yeah. You're I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, tell tell us what. <laughs> um, I have no idea why. You know, I'm a little disappointed with our vice president because she took this opportunity to fly down to Florida to declare something that sounds like she really has no idea about. You know, has she read the standards? I think not, because if she had, she would recognize that our history is that it's chock full of our history that most students, most people in America don't even know the, the extent of the history. They don't, they don't need, just because they refuse to read a book or just because they refuse to research, okay? So the, the, the audacity that the vice president takes and many of the, you know, many people in the media and even teachers, I'm, I'm sad to say, 
um, have taken up this, you know, outrage that um, that our students will be uninformed about our nation's history when, as it comes to slavery and African Americans is ludicrous. And I, I'm just disappointed that that um, you know that 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 those the pandering to <laughs> the pandering and using using black folks as a political tool has escalated to such, you know, this, we're talking about kids. We're talking about educating our, our future generations. We're talking about educating our politicians, you know, and, and what we've seen, I think in the political arena and in education is that they can't be trusted because, mm. you know, there's a constant lie after a lie and she flies all the way to Florida not to say, okay, let's have a conversation. Not to say, I've read it. You know, let's let's look at this. Let's bring people together. She doesn't do any of that. She has so much opportunity to do that, and she doesn't do it. And yeah. I and it's disappointing. And it and it does definitely fires me up. Yeah, you should be fired up. And um, I I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I'm I'm up. I'm upset. Disappointed kind of comes with expecting better. <laughs> Maybe I'm jaded, you know? Good point, good point. But, but, but you make a good point because you would think that people who pretend to care about the country, right. and she obviously evokes how important it is, you know, our children deserve good role models and they need to go out in the world and know this and that, and she does in this speech. Yet, I, I can't help but believe that, that she's using black folks, as you said, and also children, because right. I don't, do you believe she means what she's saying? Does she really believe that we're sending them out, that we have a, an anti-black uh, agenda going on, a pro-slavery agenda of some sort? I definitely don't believe that. I, I believe that the president, the vice president is um, intelligent enough, enough to, to understand that there is a bigger scheme here and she's playing into that because she can take advantage. She understands what the scope, the understand, she understands what the demographic is. Um, there's a reason that um, the black community has only grown 13% in America. And we don't necessarily have to talk about all that, but you know, it's not just because of economic status. It's because we don't care to know and, and stand up for what we believe in. And then for all the other people that are, you know, the woke America jumping on the bandwagon, I think she's just playing into the narrative that media, you know, this is an opportunity for Kamala Harris to look good. You know, it doesn't care any, anything about our kids because if so she she she'd read the the uh read the standards yeah yeah exactly uh no i don't think she cares either but it, she is i believe she mentions that there is an agenda afoot even beyond florida mm -hmm. uh, i think there's an agenda there is an agenda afoot yeah, what, what's that agenda <laughs> trying to figure out which foot she's looking at <laughs> Yeah. The, agenda, the agenda is let's 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 um, degrade and and disintegrate the, the family. Let's disintegrate the, the idea that there is something greater than um, in America than um, what these political ideals of, of, you know, of pandering to the left or pandering to the right. You know, none of that matters in the face of children. None of that matters in the face right. of, look, we've come, you know, we want to, children need to be taught. We need to become better in, um, you know, um, competitive really in the academic market in the world. And when we fall over the years, we've fallen by the wayside. And so I know at our school, we really strive really hard to make sure that there's a rigor and that kids are getting the information that they need and that they're able to think critically, you know? Yeah. So we try not to color, you know, color 
um, all the color, all the coloring pages in for them? No, they need to look, they need to dive in, they need to research. So it, will we find every single thing that we want to be taught in our history books? No, but that's about anybody and that's everywhere. So no, that's why you have good teachers. That's what, that's why we get paid. I'm hoping, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, she starts off the speech and I'm thinking, well, what, what great tragedy just happened? You know, cause she's like, right. when I heard what happened in Florida, Oh my goodness, when we heard, I'm thinking, what, what, what happened? And she's talking about, a sentence, she's talking about a sentence or two in standards that she is contorting to fit that agenda that she talked about in one of her feet. <laughs> so, you right. know, she made it, you know, and then she threw in the Florida, oh, they have a don't say gay, which it, there's no don't say there's, gay bill. It doesn't even say that. It, it doesn't say doesn't that. It doesn't even say that. No, but they're counting on Lord, people. Well, you know, it's interesting because, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. This I said it's interesting because in my classroom, my global perspectives classroom, um, we talked about that bill in, and I said, look at, look at it. I said, what don't you see? What's in the media? What's being presented in the media? What's in the bill? And they, the kids had to look at it for themselves and say, you know, yeah, no, it, it doesn't say that, but this is what's intended. I'm like, no, is this what the media is intending? Or is this what you see? Is this what you hear? You know? where's the truth in all of this? Um, where are facts? You know, she's talking about extremists in Florida. Um, honestly, I think um, those who are using, trying to use the black community and the people of color um, as a political tool are the extremists. Come on now. Absolutely right. But let's look at that part that she takes exception to and, uh, and others have commented on that. And, um, and let me get your take on that. It says... Um, under benchmark clarifications, it says instruction includes how slaves developed skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Um, what's your take on that? Okay, so when I read that, I mean, first of all, like you, I heard the outcry, what, what in the world would happen? And then I saw the saw the standards and I, I saw the line. I'm like, okay, well, well, what is it that they're in uproar about? To me, that says um, whatever has been, whatever was happening during that time period um, was used in a way to, you know, once slavery was ended and um, African-Americans had land, and were able to grow their own crops, they use those tools that they learned during that. That's not to say, you know, don't, you know, don't even take this out of context. That's not to say that slavery was in any way beneficial. In fact, I find it idiotic that and, and ignorant that, that people would suggest that we're that clueless to think that slavery could ever by any means be beneficial for anyone anywhere in the entire world, especially here in the United States. So I find that that's what angers me about it, that it's so, that it's such a sly and dirty, um, what, strategy to use to say, you know, to basically say, you guys are stupid, let me help you, you know, yes. and, and I, and, you know, and, and Black folks should be ashamed. Yeah, to, to jump on, but, you know, I say this a lot because I believe it's true. Anyone looking to be offended will never be disappointed because mm -hmm. anyone looking to be offended will find it. Uh, if it's true. not there, if it's not there, they will create it, you know? And so out of all the good, and I've looked through these, these standards and there's so much in them. So mm -hmm. I didn't teach uh, social studies or anything. Um, you know, I did delve into black history, 
But you know, I'm an I was an English teacher, you know. But when I look at those standards, my mind is going. There's so many so activities. There's so much yes. conversation yes. that's so rich. And the sad thing is that you would look for with with some kind of magnifying glass something to find fault with, and that's what you find out of right. all that. That's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I tell you what, I taught I taught the so, all the social sciences for middle school. I taught geography. I taught the geography in the world of cultures. Every every year, every subject in every culture, we have a food party and um, talk about how they live and how they eat and, and understanding different cultures. Um, I taught civics because you know, I, which I enjoyed because you know we need to know something in America. As Americans, we need to know how to be responsible citizens in America. I taught U.S. history, world history, um, all the English classes um, in our middle school and up through high school. So, you know, and, and in every in every class that I have, history is involved in every class. In my English classes, you can't have English, EL, um, English language arts without having history. You just can't. You can't teach it that way. That's in the, that's, hello, that's in the standards. It's richer. Yeah, exactly. So, when I look at that and it used the word benefits, I mean, I, like, I believe it speaks to the resilience of a people. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you want to highlight. I, 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 my mind went immediately to the scripture, you know, the scripture that, that says that, you know, God will cause all things to work together for your good. Right. Like you said, it insults our, our intelligence to think that this work group that worked on this was saying that slavery was beneficial. No, slavery right. was horrible. But it wasn't the end of the story. Because That's right. People, That's right. Turn, you know, that what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. Or even in, in Joseph in the Bible, where he said, you know, to his brothers who were like repentant when they, you know, encountered him all that time later, he said, you meant it for evil, you know, but God, God turned it around him. to save much men alive, you know. That's and right. so it is here. It's not the slavery that's been, that was the, you know, we're not applauding slavery, but we're applauding a people Absolutely. who rose up above that and just used what they, what the horror brought to them and did something with it, you know. And, Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah. And then when you look at the rest of the standards, you know, in the many spots in the standards, it says, you know, um, this is teach this, but it's not, but um, which is included, but not limited to. So there's room to even go outside of the scope of the standards to, to get all the facts in there, to get all the truth, to get some of the rich, you know, the, the um, rich um, testimonies, if you will, from people who lived and families whose generations benefited, um, you know, over the years from the, you know, from, you know, relatives, uh, my goodness, Henrietta Lacks, right now, I think they are they're bestowing a um, reparations uh, for Henrietta Lacks. I don't know if you've heard her story, um, but for the HeLa cells. And, you know, all this time, you know, talking about advances in medical science, every, every, all of that, we have such a rich history in America that um, we're constantly learning and understanding. How can they possibly say, how can anyone, any teacher, any, um, any politician, any administrator, a vice president of America say that, that our kids are not going to be learning, that they're going to be sent out in the world clueless. That's outrageous. That's absolutely outrageous. Yeah, it's outrageous. And she probably knows it. And I don't know if she's read the standards or not, but I believe she knows enough to know that um, there's more than, than what she has reduced this to. Mm -hmm. I, I want to show you uh, a clip of um, 
make sure I get his name right, Dr. William Allen. He was a member of this work, work group, a yes. black man. And he appeared on the Megyn Kelly show and he had shared some things that I didn't know about. And um, I think it changes the conversation even considering the vice president's complaints. So we're gonna look at what, uh, what Dr. Allen had to say. So there he and Megyn Kelly are on your screen. Here we go. Look, the African-American History Work Group deliberated in public. The sessions were open to the public. It was widely disseminated. The teachers union was invited to attend, to listen, to, and to contribute. They remained silent through the entire process, contributed wow. zero, zero until it was all done and then surfaced like snakes in the grass to take pot shots. Now <sighs> tell me that that's not a deliberate design. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Did they bother to show up or did they not, did they blow the whole thing off? They blew it off to all practical purposes. One person who had some affiliation attended some of the sessions, but largely the sessions were empty devoid of any presence from the teachers union whether online or in person oh that's that's stunning but i guess nothing is randy weingarten weighs in calling this disgusting and calling this a grievously racist notion that you've gotten behind so that's for the those keeping track at home a white woman calling you a black man a grievous racist <laughs> uh, pushing grievously racist notions about slavery uh, you know, they, they're sort of losing touch with reality. Here's a couple yes. of more examples. Politician uh, Representative Eric Swalwell says this proves that Ron DeSantis is pro-slavery. <laughs> pro-slavery. <laughs> and, and CNN commentator Ashley Allison says, in Florida, you have a governor who wants to ban Rosa Parks. I mean, can you believe this? They're laughing. It's outrageous. Yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah. really outrageous. It's yeah. Outrageous. They're, they're laughing because it's sort of like, well, what else What else do you do with that? Right. You know, like what else? It's, it's so laughable. He's pro, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is <laughs> pro-slavery. You know? Um, unbelievable. But the thing that I take away from that is what I said I didn't know. And that was that the work group was open. Right. They used to say, if you don't vote, don't complain. That's right. People could have, you know, they could have shown up and given That's their right. input here. They did not. That's right. Yeah, they could have changed the wording if they needed to, if they, someone voiced their concerns. But after the fact, after they had opportunity, um, you know, we've been teaching African-American studies has been taught in um, Florida for over 30 years. So, um, excuse me, we have, we have several general, we have, several classes, graduating classes, quite a few graduating classes that have learned about African-American studies um, if they had chosen to take that class and for them to, you know, to, to, to even think that there's nothing being taught there, you know, is an affront to all the teachers actually teaching it and, and the principals who are, who are setting up the stage for these amazing teachers and for their students to graduate with some knowledge, you know, it's, it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You know, and I almost thought, 
and um, and I, you know, had been talking about this. We had talked about this before, and I thought, well, you know, I can understand if, if people were thinking they were taking it out of context. You know, you want definitely want to get both perspectives, sides of the story. But after hearing um, Dr. Williams talk about, you know. It was an open forum, you know, no one, we were trying to get the best stuff possible. And so if anyone had any concerns, then, you know, they could have easily voiced it, but to wait till it was over and then come out the media in full force to declare that um, the governor of Florida is a pro-slavery, Rosa Park, where does that even come from? You know, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's just foolish. It's an agenda. It's, it's an agenda. agenda. That's what's afoot. Yeah, that's that's you definitely do. a foot. That's exactly. what, that's what yeah. on both books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and um, Megan Kelly references Randy Weingarten. Uh, Garden. Those who don't know, she's the president of the American Federation of Teachers. She called it disgusting. But now others haven't used such strong language. But even Kia people on the right side of the aisle have voiced some concern, um, which I kind I, I found surprising. But we have Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, who's also a presidential candidate. He weighed in, and I'll just share what he said. He said, as a country founded upon freedom, the greatest deprivation of freedom was slavery. There is no silver lining in slavery. Uh, what slavery was really about was separating families, about mutilating humans, and even raping their wives. It was just devastating. He then said, so I would hope that every person in our country and certainly running for president, obviously speaking of DeSantis, would appreciate that. People have bad days. Sometimes they regret what they say. And we should ask them again to clarify their positions. Now, then you have Representative Byron Donalds, also a black man, as is Senator Scott. Donalds is from Florida. And he basically called on the state education department to correct the new standards. So um, two black men, two people usually on the right side of things, but they take exception to that wording about there being benefits to slavery. So my question to you, um, would you backtrack if you were this, this group, you know, would you backtrack, change the wording, make the people happy? I think I would not because I would, because that would be admitting that, you know, that was the intention. And I don't think that was the, that was not the intention. Um, and it's clear that it wasn't the intention because it's not even gra grammatically correct to be that, to be intended to be thus. So, you know, clearly none of those folks took our, <laughs> took our English class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. That's not what they were saying. So I think after the, I think if they, if I, they were in the room and the question came up, they could have figured out a better way to word it if they, you know, so, you know, just. But they would have had that feedback. They would have had yeah, that feedback. If they right? had that feedback, you know, because obviously people saw something. I think there are people out there who really felt, you know, who really believe that that's what the intention was. Um, but I think it's obvious like you said, you know, it's it's obvious that it's not they were not intending that, especially looking at looking at it in context, looking at the entire um, setup of standards from beginning to end. You see that there was no there's no way that that could have been the, the intention. So so I would say if it, for them to back down now and to change it, I think is um, bowing down to um, to this woke agenda. 
Um, you know, that's really what people are doing. I mean, it's politically motivated, number one, but then also number two is people don't want to get canceled in any way they can figure out, oh, I better get a, you know, uh, in front of this just in case, just in case I'm next. You know, that's absolutely ridiculous. We do nothing out of fear. We should yeah. do nothing out of fear. Exactly. So. And stand, stand, stand your ground. I mean, right. Uh, if they, if they had taken the opportunity to be in the room, and they voiced a little bit of concern. Maybe you could tweak right. Like you said, grammatically, even the benefit is, is on the skills that they learned in that sentence. It's not on slavery itself. Absolutely. So grammatically, that doesn't even, but they could have had something to say. They didn't. So in terms of backing down, um, there's Manny Diaz Jr., who is the Florida Commissioner of Education, and he sent out a letter to school district superintendents. I'm not going to go through the whole uh, four par five paragraph uh, letter, but I will read his last paragraph because it speaks to what we're talking about, about backing down. He says, let me be clear. We are not turning our backs on the great work of the African-American History Work Group. We will implement these standards swiftly, transparently, and honestly. I recommend you instruct the appropriate administrators and educators in your district to begin reviewing their lesson plans to ensure they build out adequate time to teach these African-American history standards. It will accrue to the benefit. Notice how we use that word. It right. will accrue to the benefit of our students. And that is you know, the education commissioner of Florida to school district superintendents. I don't see any back down there. That's right. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm proud of him for that because, because as soon as you back down to, I love how you said um, the other day to the bullies, um, then you're going to be bullied. And so, you know, once people understand that, I mean, you know, and we're not looking to promote any one ca candidate, but I think that's why Governor DeSantis gets so much flack, um, you know, unnecessarily is because he doesn't back down. Um, you know, there are like Tim, to Senator Tim Scott said, you know, sometimes we say the wrong thing or it comes out, comes out wrong. I understand that, you know, things come out. I say the wrong thing sometimes, you know what I mean? I mean, we're people, so we, so we do. But again, looking at motivation, looking at the intent, um, looking at, you know, the, the standards from beginning to end, looking at the work group, some of the most, most um, um, amazing professionals were in part of that work group you, who have been the first to do, among African-Americans, been the first to complete and, and be professional heroes, worked on that, on those standards. So I think that's, that's trustworthy. So do we trust the liberal, liberal run, um, media who uses, who digs up, um, on, who finds dirt to dig up. I feel like they empty out the, they go to, they go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get the biggest garbage of, I mean, the mm. biggest bag of um, soil and then dump it out and say, oh my goodness, someone made a mess here. I guess I'm <laughs> going to have to clean it up. You know what I mean? It's absolutely ridiculous. Yes. And who pays the price? Children Pay the price. And that's not good. This is a good time to take a break. I want to remind you guys, please, to go to we the people of Missouri.org. Local people, we the people of Missouri.org. If you love freedom, if you love the Constitution, if you're interested in how to be prepared on a local level to have an impact, including things like what we're talking about today, you need to check out We the People of Kate Gerardo. County, and you can email at wtpkcountymo at gmail.com. The next meeting is August 29th. Stacy Shore, and her, her subject is Programming American Children One iPad at a Time. 
That is August 29th at Delmonico's in Jackson. You local folks know exactly, exactly where that is. So programming American children one iPad at a time, not one liberal establishment at a time, for sure. All right, Kia, so Governor Ron DeSantis, he uh, reached out. You mentioned the, the vice president, you know, she really was about unity. She would, you know, let's sit down, let's talk, let's have a conversation, right? She was really about unity. Well, Governor DeSantis showed leadership. He invited the vice president, since she had a beef with the standards, to come and sit down and have a conversation with him. And so let's take a look at this letter that uh, that he shared uh, that he sent to her. Okay, so here the letters on the screen. I'm not even going to to read the whole thing, but in the first paragraph, he, you know, he uh, touts the successes of Florida education as being a, lead, a number one state. He says in the nation for education, all the achievements, and yet he says, "List, but D.C. wants to malign our state and its residents," and we see that happening. And um, and so he says, listen, in Florida, we're we're not afraid to have open and honest dialogue about issues. So he said to uh, the vice president, he says, and I, I love the wording because it's just it just oozes sarcasm. It's serious, but it's sarcastic too, and it, it makes a point. He says, and you clearly have no trouble ducking down to Florida on short notice. So given your grave concern, which I must assume is sincere about what you think our standards say, I am officially inviting you back down to Florida to discuss our African-American uh, history standards. We will be happy to host you here in Tallahassee. I will ask Dr. William Allen, and we just saw the clip from him. I will ask Dr. William Allen, instrumental in the development of our impressive new standards to join. Uh, we welcome you, of course, to bring Randy Weingarten or someone else who shares your view about the standards. And he was even prepared, he went on to say, to meet with her as early as Wednesday. Um, but he said, but of course, I want to be deferential to your busy schedule should you already have a trip to the southern border. <laughs> planned for that day, which we know she did not. Uh, please let us know as soon as possible what an example we could set for the nation. A serious conversation on the substance of an important issue. I hope you're feeling up to it. Uh, and so I uh, I love the sarcasm there, but oh, it's still, it's, yeah, but it's still serious. Like, it's still serious. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, she has an open invitation to show up to Florida and say, look, you know, I'm not okay with this. If she wants to hold that position, by all means, you know, the governor is inviting her to have a sit down and talk about it. She's not going to come to talk. You know, she's not going to agree to do that because she, I, I think, I and I hope that she's smart enough to realize that, oh man, that was probably the wrong um <laughs> wrong wrong battle to take up in that in that instance i mean i'm there are, are hundreds and maybe thousands of battles to that are really important in our country i just don't think that that was one of them that was one that the vice oh. president should have uh, you know that was not a cross that she should have picked up political games for sure well Absolutely. you're right you're right she she uh she wanted no she wanted no part of that at all and so this was this was her response which she gave at the 20th Women's Missionary Society of the African Methodist Episcopal Church Quadrennial Convention in Orlando. So she's in Florida and she makes this response. 
they attempt to legitimize these unnecessary debates with the proposal that most recently came in of a politically motivated roundtable, speaking of his invitation. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here in Florida, and I will tell you there is no roundtable, no lecture, no invitation we will accept to debate an undeniable fact. There were no redeeming qualities of slavery. We will not stop calling out and fighting back against extremist so-called leaders who try to prevent our children from learning our true and full history. So she says, no way, because we're not going to debate what is not debatable. Mm. So what's politically, what would be politically motivating about motivated roundtable about discussing whether or not the standards, whether or not the intention was or the motivation, or if they're good standards or if something's left out, what would be, what would, what would politically motivate Ron DeSantis from, from being in position to answer if that were, if that were really legitimate to answer for what's in those standards that would just make him look bad seems like to me. Yeah. You know, it seems to me that if I truly cared about kids and I truly felt like that phrase was detrimental and Mm -hmm. or or was um, was insulting to a whole race of people, I I think I would want to show up. Honestly, I think I would want to sit down and say, you know what, let me let me tell you why that's offensive. Mm-hmm. If it really were. And and please and, and let him share because that's what leadership is. That's right. Leadership is not saying, because what she's saying is no, we don't like what you say. We got an attitude and we don't and, and we don't want to hear from you. That's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. But no she's discussion. saying it because, like you said, she probably hasn't read the standards. She knows she can't win the argument, and a cackle is not gonna help her, you know, at the at the table. Right. It's oh, it's absolutely. sad, but this is what we call leadership in 2023 in this country. This is where we are. Absolutely. Are we, are we, is this what we're teaching our students? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause isn't that what we teach kids to sit down and to uh, have conflict resolution mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's why this stuff is fake. And I have to tell you, kid, that's why politics as usual turns my stomach. It really does. People will say to me, Adrian, I really think you should run for office. And I'm like, I can't, like, I can't, it's so it's Randy uh, Weingarten was talking about disgusting. That to me is disgusting. When you purposely um, do what she's doing, what they're doing, playing a political game, I don't have the stomach for it. Right. And as much as I enjoy talking with you, I would. I wish the vice president were here talking to me right now because I'd have to tell her exactly what I feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Absolutely, I agree. All right. Well, um, we're going to end here in a moment with with a little bit of comedy. But before we do, are there any final words you as that as our education expert there in Florida? Any final comments that you you have? Well, I, I feel like we've discussed most of it. And, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to to um, seeing where this all goes, you know, and I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, the, the election is it is what we're still a good ways out yet, you know, so I hope this isn't just going to, you know, these political non-battles are going to dominate the media because we, we teachers, we, we're about to go back to school. We've got, yeah. we've got real subjects to talk about. We've got real dilemmas to, to, to problems to solve. You know, we've got world problems to look at and, uh-huh. um, and, and material to understand, you know, my students are going to be getting ready to go to college and, and looking at their future, you know, and I hope we, I hope they feel like they will be in position to contribute something in this as adults 
in this country. So, you know, yeah. good luck teachers. I appreciate you and God bless you in the, uh, in the new school year. And I feel like this, you know, people like the vice president or anyone else, you want to fight a battle, fight the battle of the, the, the porn that they have, they're allowing um, the drag story hour and stuff that they're bringing into our kids and, and books mm -hmm. like Gender Queer that I've been pointing out that we're, you know, showing anal sex, oral sex, masturbation, all that stuff to children. Um, you want to fight a battle? Then then that's the battle I'd like to hear our vice president speak up about. That's right. Trafficking, human trafficking. You want to talk about slavery? Let's talk about the issues with trafficking um, all throughout the all throughout this country in some in some of these major states where we're 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 fighting and we're trying to keep our students aware and our our um, communities aware that you know this is a real this is a serious problem. And not enough is being said about it. There's there's so many major issues, and un, unfortunately, all targeted towards children. Yeah, children, exactly. So thank you again. But you know, guys, we've been talking about some serious stuff here. Um, but I'm gonna lighten it a little bit with this uh, this social media personality who is on Instagram as mommy rn88. Um, she's she does some really good uh, Vice President Harris impersonations and uh, makes fun of the left and stuff like that. Now, her, her language is a little bit like off-putting, so sometimes I can't, unfortunately, I can't really hang in there with her, but her, her impersonations of, of the president, uh, vice president, are really kind of interesting. And so she kind of jumps in on um, making uh, a joke of the comments by Vice President Harris uh, in this recent Florida, whatever you want to call it, outrage. So um, we're going to uh, play this video and. Uh, and that'll be a good way to, to end things. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us. And we will not let that happen because everyone here knows we are the real gaslighters of this nation. Division and chaos is what we know, not them. <laughs> right? Not them. An attempt to divide and distract our nation with unnecessary debates. My approval rating is negative 17. Why would I debate them? That's right, because I'm the dumbest VP this nation's ever had. They try to unburden all the burdens that Joe and I have caused. Unburdening is our thing. We cannot let them get away with it. <laughs> and I will tell you, there is no round table, no lecture, no invitation we will accept to debate an undeniable fact. And that undeniable fact, ladies and gentlemen, is that we are the most narcissistic administration this country's ever had. Thank you. On that note, Kia, thank you again for uh, joining the Adrian Ross Show. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Wonderful as usual. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Well, 
there we have it. Another episode of the Adrian Ross show. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember go to YouTube. That's the Adrian Ross show on YouTube. And I need you to subscribe there. Also, whenever you subscribe, whenever you like it, it does something out there in the algorithm. I don't understand all those things, but I do know that they're important. So if you're listening, you're watching now, don't just, you know, just move on. I ask that you do that. Show that support. Subscribe, like, share, comment, all those things. In addition, go to my Substack. That's adrianross.substack.com. There, there's uh, free content. My writing is there. The podcast is there. But also, there's an opportunity for you to become a paid subscriber. It is so inexpensive. $5 a month, $50 a year or the $100 gold membership. So inexpensive in there. When you do that, that uh, paid subscription, you get the uh, regular best of the best premium content on a regular basis. And it also helps support what I do. And I need your help to do that because I'm trying to take this message uh, far and wide, but I need your help to do that. So adrianross.substack.com. adrianross.substack.com, the Adrian Ross Show on YouTube. And also I am obviously on major podcast platforms. Subscribe there as well. Leave a rating, leave a review. I'm asking you to take a moment to do that. Also, would you please check out the other podcasters who are a part of the BMG Network? The other podcasters, they're at thebmgnetwork.com. Thebmgnetwork.com. We are engaging, enlightening, informative, and yes, entertaining. All right? So I thank you for that. And I will catch you next time on The Adrian Ross Show. God bless you abundantly.